Hello, I'm Catherine, and this is The Thoughtful Runner. As winter shows signs of receding, don't you just want to get outside and run for the hills? Be free to explore, exercise your right to roam. Is it a birthright or a luxury? Today, I'm thinking about the push and pull between freedom and comfort. Heavy frost on the ground Monday, snow flaking in horizontally from the north. Are you still hibernating? I've woken early this year. I'm keen to get along, to get free of a harsh winter, a winter not yet done. The sight of sunlight, snowdrops, daffodils and shy crocus is a reminder that the darkest days have passed, and, in anticipation, our hearts begin their ascent towards easier, more clement days. I know, I know, we're not out of it yet. and I'm aware that getting ahead of oneself at this time of year is akin to celebrating Christmas in October. Nobody likes a premature herald. And I don't mean to dismiss the many endowments of the cold season. Normally, I'm the one revelling in the harsh delights of its dormancy, in skeletal briars, pecked berries, silvery floors and rooftops laced in white, sparkling threads. But this year, I'd just been doing time, waiting it out, one of winter's prisoners longing for the life-affirming release of spring. As early as mid-January, I passed through Gordon Square and was struck by a sudden waft of sweet box. What a rude name for a fragrant shrub. The scent filled my heart to fathoms forgotten and awakened this impatience for brighter days. Perhaps if I lived on a wild moorland or in a cave, I'd be less easily enchanted by romantic flights of fancy. But I don't. I live in two places, Sussex and London, and central London's ever-churning core makes heat and motion throughout the year. It never sleeps, never cleanses, and so, when the turn comes, it is abrupt, early, imperfect, unhurried. Suddenly, there are confused bulbs barging forth from sheltered corners, powered and incubated by the roaring industrious tunnels below. Unearthly, perhaps, but driven by the same base habit to grow and stretch, as has every plant and animal and insect. Be free, be alive, be electric, be rid of winter's penance. And whilst the peaks lie crested in snow, and the wind crashes along the coast. Here, in my sheltered version of England, I find myself reaching forwards through time, leaning in to the rebirth and a sense of freedom again. The outdoors calls, and I answer joyfully in running shoes, wrapped in a snood and heavy jumper. Yes, hibernation is over for me, and I long for the freedom to explore my newfound 2018 life. Suddenly, I desperately want to run away somewhere into the Peak District, to walk silly walks, run silly runs, not think about anything else except maybe writing a silly podcast or silly books or painting silly paintings or drinking silly wine. But holidays require planning, the opposite of freedom. And somehow I'm too tangled up in too many things to escape. For now, I'll settle for finding my freedom by inches in daily runs, in communion with nature, in measured pockets, not sadly in boundless freezing wonders. And freedom is the true subject of this episode because, for all that it feels carefree, it is not carelessly found. It takes work to be free, to feel free and limitless. We might find freedom in the heady abandonment of responsibility or commitment, by dashing off our work or avoiding social life in order to climb a hill or tramp through a muddy woodland. But can't we better secure a sense of being free by balancing the inside and the out, the work and the liberty? I'll explain. I find myself at a time of opportunity. I've not yet made myself a new home or a new life. I'm still packed up, materially speaking, ready to go. My stuff is in storage. And there's something quite liberating in discovering that your material connection with the world is no more quantifiable than a pile of unopened boxes. 
and, although they contain the debris of a life in motion, in spices, jewellery, notebooks, cake tins, it's a garbage collection when compared to the richness of the inner world one carries without burden. And yet the liberation I find in this state of migration is at odds with the comfort I feel when my piles of dusty books are arranged somewhere permanent of my own. Like a bird seeking warmer climes in which to rest and nest. Motion is that passage between the two states, a transformative constant process, much like the seasons. We do not change, irrespective of our environments, but entirely in conference with them. So is a feeling of freedom the balance between inside and out, with neither one pressing too much upon the other? Connecting with the natural world, moving, running and being animal. Is that the passage? Homo sapiens are natural nomads. So running outdoors reminds me that having a space of one's own is a simple matter of being able to find space wherever you go. That is, within. Nature, with its ever-expanding horizon, opens inwardly the ever-expanding potential of the self, allowing us to experience the wild will of nature whilst exerting an inward wild will of our own. And on the flip side, isn't it nice to come home and warm up after a long, cold adventure, pulling back in those boundaries and limits, now all the clearer for having been tested? This weekend I ran cross-country for a few hours, through the forests north of the town where I grew up, my feet sticking in the mud, shoes dredged with water, slipping and sliding up and down hills, crisscrossing the railway line. With every climb or freewheeling leap, my mood and thoughts changed. With every cloud or holy breath of sunlight across the vale, or every sheltered, windswept world far below the canopy, I was able to live and feel and be everything I could, from joy to grief to cool reflection, wild excitement, sombre determination, all at once flighty and fierce, the doe, the lioness, free. It's a space to be playful. I found myself half dancing along the bridleways, leaping around to music, skipping the sad songs in pursuit of euphoria. I turned at the hill's crest to look across the weald. From Worth Abbey, through the tender, leafing branches, I faced the sun and felt myself in conversation with something beyond, choked with emotion by the ungettableness of it. The kites circled, horses champed in the midday sun, and a thousand ghostly footsteps marched by, time upon time overlapping, crashing up against the present. The snow was coming down heavily as I wrote this. Nature had imposed a moratorium on the outdoors. But that's okay, for the taste of the weekend could sustain that wandering part of the soul. But every day, we must have something to live off. Even when we happily choose to bind ourselves to the life and will of another, we long for freedom within our orderly lives, homes, relationships, constants. A little bit of freedom, a little bit of captivity, and one reflects quite productively upon the other. And perhaps freedom denied can turn to cruelty, the inside and the outside out of balance. In the most prosaic sense, we're always involved in something, always tangled in relationships, obligations, plans and pasts. So it's not simply enough to say we can be children and run from it. I cannot drop it all and head for the hills, as much as my heart longs to right now. Instead, an uplifting, spirit-awakening walk or run, wrapped up warmly in 11 items of clothing, honestly that many, can keep you going throughout the week. But what about those less favourable days, when it's chucking it down? A hilltop adventure or woodland run isn't quite such a priority, and we're rather grateful to be indoors. Freedom is not so high on the priority list then. And there are those who do not, for many reasons, hide indoors when it snows or pours. There are those who witness nature foul and cruel, the unseen diseases and dominance of one form over another. And there are those who know that some element of practicality is needed to manage the logistics and layers that keep nature palatable for us all. Unseen work keeps us safe and sheltered in the biting wind, and someone does that work. 
What a luxury to exercise the freedom of choice one has between a long run on a bright cold day and the comfort of a warm fire with a roof over one's head. Freedom to explore, adventure, to wander is the most opulent of rights. It's something we may value only when we have air, water, food, shelter, security, health, love, comfort. And when we exercise our right to roam and return, don't we all feel that little bit more liberated by the trappings that made it a choice?